With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, the media monkeys and the junket junkies invite you to the plastic pantomime. Oh, I see. So now I'm an outsider. Nobody is online. Media outsiders. Let's broaden our minds. Welcome to the Media Outsiders, a look at media from the outsider's point of view. If you want to be on the show, call 724-898-2110. Now here's your host, Logan. Great host, you say? And I'm Logan. It's Sunday night, so that means it's time for the show that's heard coast-to-coast, nation-to-nation, Entertainment Unleashed, and that's the Media Outsiders. I'm your host, Logan, and the Media Outsiders is normally recorded at 9 o'clock Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Central Time, except we are back. We took the month of August off for a little break, and this is our first show back, so welcome, welcome. We have joining us here in the chat room, we have Kindar and Scottish Pearl. We'll talk to them in a moment. But if you'd like to call in, if you'd like to join this train wreck of awesomeness, you can call in. The number is 724-898-2110. That's 724-898-2110. You can also join us in the chat room, which is fun, free, and exciting, by logging in at www.tinyurl.com forward slash Media Outsiders. And be sure someday to check out our website, MediaOutsiders.com. You'll find a lot of stuff, cast bios, past episodes, video game previews, all that stuff available for free at MediaOutsiders.com. Well, now it's time for what we call our 10-second spotlight. Here's where we talk to our callers, see what's been going on, all in 10 seconds or a little bit more. And uh, it's been a very rocky month for me. It's a good thing I took the time off, to be honest. Uh, We have lost the geek goddess. We only had her for one show, but we have lost her. Do I hear any tears out there, Scottish Pearl? You want to cry for for losing another lady from our show? No, that's okay. I got that niche covered. Okay. You, You can be our new geek goddess. How's that? There we go. <laughs> but she was she was also my mom's health care aide, and uh, some people did some dirty politics on her and got her yanked out of here. So we are trying to uh, work around that. But other than that, it's been a uh, up-and-down month for me. Had a little bit of technical issues. All of that worked out. So we are back tonight for our first episode, and this is the night we had it planned. So we're back on schedule. So, all right. All right. And by the way, just as everyone probably can predict, I have Diet Coke in the ever-present cup. 
and the ever-present cup is finally put back into use after being shelved for a month. So, next up, Scottish Pearl. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> Daily Mr. Stuff. Sorry. Um, I have been having a pretty good week just getting through homeschooling my th- third grader and uh, dealing with working and trying to finish a novel for a contest. So we'll see how well that goes. And I'm enjoying a little bit of root beer as a special treat tonight because I've been being such a good girl. Okay, that's excellent. So let's ask that question we always ask all the time. Where's Kindar? Oh, my God, this came quickly tonight. I'm used to having to wait a long time before we get to me. Uh, tonight, I am in Sheridan, Wyoming, where it's actually nice and comfortable tonight. Surprisingly cool from my experience. My, week, my, my, my month has been fairly good. I found myself an editor for my novel. We're going through that, which led to me doing a major rewrite of a chapter today but I'm very proud of it. So I'm still on track for my for publishing it by the end of the year. Also found a uh, uh, someone to do the cover, lost him, found somebody else, and looks like that's going to work out. Uh, a month is too long. I can't remember that far back. Uh, I know. going to have to be it. It is kind of hard, isn't it? I mean, I've got, yeah. the, I got some movies to talk about over that past month. And I mean, it's—I I forgot what one of the movies was that I was going to talk about. Though one of one of them is firmly in my mind. I, I will tell you that. So it's one of those—it's th- one of those things you could not unsee. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it. But there's one last thing to try here. So let's do this. If you think summoning a giant squid is the answer, I've already tried that. Yes, we—I've tried summoning this giant squid all day today. And it hasn't worked out. Squidlord is away at Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia this weekend. For those who don't know, Dragon Con is pretty much the East Coast version of San Diego Comic Con. It happens every Labor Day weekend. Big giant event goes on from Thursday until Monday. And Squid is there working. He's actually staff at Dragon Con, which is a scary thought all of, all in, in itself. So... Now, can anyone guess what type of job he might have? No, 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 come on. Uh, does he, does he does <laughs> say the same thing as he did last year? Well, I don't know. Does uh, he, he do um, organizing the handicap stuff? He, he works disability services, yes. And there we go, that's what it's called. One of the things he does is he goes around and checks the different avenues and conventions and panels to make sure they're handicap accessible. So, or at least that's what he used to do. So would you want Squidlord coming up to you and telling you something was not handicap accessible? No. So he, he's, uh, the, he's the no. terror. He's the terror of the, the convention. So, and he's probably not even has to wear a costume. I mean, he scares people just by being normal or normal for him. He's well suited for his, for his job. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I'm sure some people could mistake him for Gollum's grandfather, but I, I don't know. Oh. So, yep. 
You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're we're just throwing things out today with no no rhyme or reason for this particular show. So, but we do have our box office coming up. So, and I'm rather surprised by looking at the box office today. Have any of you uh, checked it out today at all? I have not. It's been it's been a long day at work. <laughs> okay, and we want to welcome uh, Edie. LaRosso1975 to the chat room. Welcome to the Media Outsiders. Well, Welcome to the insanity. Welcome to the train wreck of awesomeness. <laughs> well, number one out this weekend, and this is the one that surprises me, is War Room. War Room brought in $9.3 million. It opened up last weekend. Mm-hmm. already made its money back in buckets because it only had a $3 million budget. The reason it surprises me is that it is a Christian film. Now, the basic concept is uh, a family that's going through spiritual crisis, and the, the saintly grandmother convinces the mother to create a prayer room, which she calls the war room. And she goes through spiritual battles, praying in the war room. And that is the number one movie of the week. So, rather surprised by that. Now, I have to go look see what else was on this week. I'm going to give you some ideas. Number two, straight out of Compton, $8.8 million. It's been out four weeks. $147 million so far, $28 million budget. Number three, opening this week, A Walk in the Woods, $8.4 million. First week out, no budget listed. Still up in the top five after six weeks, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, $7.1 million. $180 million domestic, $150 million budget. And last but not least for our top five, The Transporter Refueled. 7.1 7.1 opening weekend, and it's going to bomb. Yeah, well, I hope it bombs. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but the Transporter franchise, the, the, the original three movies are quite good. The third one's not that great, but they're good. The TV right. series is horrible. I haven't even bothered to watch that. Don't, don't. I watched the first, se- the, the first, um, the first season, and basically all they did... Is, is went, oh, people like the car stuff and the fights. So that's what all the TV series is about. There's no actual storytelling in it. Oh. And yeah. from what I read, the, the movie is basically one of the TV episodes, one of the TV shows. It feels exactly like that, very bad. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've read as well. And I mean, first of all, and with this one here, bringing in a new actor... I mean, with the, with transporter refueled, it's not even like it's a, a different transporter. And as the third yeah, yeah. movie showed you, there are different drivers out there. Right. But no, this guy is Frank Miller, the character played by yeah. Jason Statham. No, 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 no. The last one is not Miller. I'm sorry, what? It's, it's, 
Martin. I need to change Frank, Martin. Last... Frank Martin. Yeah, there we go, Martin. Um, yeah, and the thing is, it's not like Statham is not available, although I know why he turned this down. If he was offered, I know why he never wanted to touch this. Because it was a car commercial, and that's pretty much all it was. That, that's what every critic has said about this movie, is it was nothing more than a Audi car commercial. Yes. But, you know what? They need, Audi, I mean, the people who do, do that kind of stuff need to take a page out of Asbro. Because Asbro could give us kick-ass commercial as, as TV. But I, I can't see anything happening. I mean, with the t- I've never watched the TV series. Same thing, because Jason Statham's not in it. No, they don't get my money. When Statham comes back, they'll get my money, even if it's a bad movie. Mm. So, it's just that simple. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to agree with you. Statham is one of those actors that I'll, I'll, I'll give a try almost anything he's in. There, there's yes. I there's just a few, love him. There's a few characters and few actors out there that an actor was born to play the role of someone. Yeah. And, I mean, you you can't take away Frank Martin away from Statham. It's just not going to happen. That would, mm-hmm. be something, Agreed. that would be something as stupid as trying to take away Hellboy from Ron Perlman. That would be the world's biggest mistake. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, that, and that's something we were going to talk about today is that one of the new things, Ron Perlman actually came out and announced what, if they make a third movie, which it doesn't look like is going to happen, he actually gave the story details. Now, I liked the Hellboy movies. Yeah. And I enjoyed them, yeah. Especially, I especially like the first one. Yeah. Even though the second one did better in the box office... Well, that's probably just because the character became more known after there was a first movie about him. Uh, he had an interview with, with Empire Magazine. Excuse me, got the hiccups here. And he says, I really feel as though I'm done with the character. I don't have a burning desire to put all that blank back on again. But if Gil- mm-hmm. Gillimo told me what, but Gillimo told me what the uh, resolve of the Guillermo. trilogy, Guillermo, thank you, would have been in broad strokes. And I'm going to go down a little bit here. And he says that, holy blank, he's the beast of the apocalypse. He has to take (laughs) down civilization. He has to. It's non-negotiable. That's the foundation for the story. And that's why I think it would be a shame if we didn't do it. And as you remember with Hellboy 2, and if you haven't seen it, this is a spoiler. Liz Sherman the uh, Selma Blair character or yeah. was pregnant with twins. And Perlman goes on to say, I'll tell you this, the two twins, one would look like mom. The other would look like dad. And one of them is going to be completely effing corrupt. The other one angelic. But which one is which? Only yeah. the director would know the effed up looking one would be the angel. <laughs> Oh, now we all know. <laughs> so that would be the, the basic concept of Hellboy 3, if they do it. So I'd watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I like a statement that uh, 
Ron Perlman made a couple of years ago when they were asked about Hellboy 3. He said, well, by the time we make it, he won't be Hellboy. He'll be Hellman. <laughs> yeah. Or Hell Senior. I don't know. So Hell Senior, yeah, with the walker. Because, I mean, Perlman's like 60, 65 years old, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me let me ask you guys a question. Did anyone go out to any toy stores or stuff like that Friday? Maybe Scottish Pearl, since she has a couple of kids. Uh, oh, no. I, I, I did walk through a Walmart on Saturday. <laughs> did you happen by the, the toy section to see what was out for Force Friday? Oh, you, you mean all the Star Wars stuff? Yep, for those that don't know what was happening, September 4th, they decided to release all the new merchandise, including stuff for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And I had the opportunity to do a review of one of the products, one of the most popular products that that had videos all over the Internet on it. You guys might have seen it. I had 24 hours with BB-8. Now, do you guys know what BB-8 is? Is that a nope. robot? If you have seen the trailer, BB-8 is the little bowling ball robot. Oh, yeah. And what they have done, there's a, there's a, a toy company out there that produces a product called Spiro, which is a little motorized ball, and you, you control it, with with a app on your smartphone. And the Spiro company decided in in relation with Star Wars to make a BB-8 version. So they have the the ball painted up like his body and you drive it with an app on your cell phone and his head sits up on top and it actually stays up pretty much upright using little gyroscopes and and magnets and stuff like that. And he beeps and he whistles, and you can put him on patrol where he'll run around your house on his own without any direction. And he does fun games. There's a holographic mode where he'll project, like R2 did with Princess Leia, a message in holographic form. And you, you, you watch that on on your cell phone. Hmm. Now, say Scottish Pearl. Augmented Pro, reality stuff. Yeah, yeah. Say Scottish Pearl sent me a video, say, of her, of her son. I could have it, and it would look like BB-8 is projecting that holographically like they did in, in the Star Wars movies. Wow. But I had a fun few hours chasing my dog around using BB-8. Your dog is too old to be tortured like that. <laughs> He's only nine years old. Oh, you poor dog. <laughs> and, I mean, he would jump up on the chair, and he would growl. And I knew he wouldn't bite him because he has, Tuffy's had all his teeth removed, but right. <laughs> Tuffy didn't like BB-8. And BB-8, I'd, I'd have him go backwards a little bit like a scared little droid and then come back up to him and BB-8's beeping and whistling through the, through the cell phone. and It, it was rather cute. So, uh, fun product. It doesn't work that well on, on thicker carpet, logically. The the problem I have with it is the price for it, a hundred and fifty dollars. And 
I'm, I'm sorry. There's only there's only so much, so much enjoyment you're going to get out of rolling a ball around the house, even if it does have a little head on top. Yeah. I mean, I I chased Tuffy around for half an hour, and I was bored with it after that. And there's nothing else for it to do with it, really. So, great concept. They did a great job making it, making it look right. The sound effects were straight out of the trailers with what we've heard from BB-8. You can control the head separate from the body. So, I mean, you could swivel his head around and look at different things. And that was a cute, a neat little function to it. Pretty, pretty nice after all out, except for the price. Something else I saw, which I did not get to play around with, of course, is they have a new Lego set out. They have Lego sets out for a bunch of things from the new Star Wars film, including the new Millennium Falcon. A Mm. 1,300-piece Lego set. How much was that? A couple hundred? $175, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, The price for Star Wars Lego stuff is unbelievable. I will not pay it. Comes with six Lego figures, a a 70-year-old Han Solo, Chewbacca, uh, Rhee, which is the the young girl that's in the film, a BB-8. A 70-year-old... Han Solo in Lego form. So what, they just painted the hair gray? Yeah. Yep. Put some wrinkles on it. <laughs> and uh, they had a couple of other generic characters. You could open up the the top of the ship, and you have all the access to the different locations inside the cockpit, the, the uh, chest table, stuff like that. Nice Lego set. And the other big thing that I saw a lot of kids playing with was the the lightsabers. And of course, oh, yeah. now, now they have a red lightsaber with the cross guards coming out for the villain. Mm. So didn't, I, I thought I'd read somewhere that this guy may not turn out to be a villain. Uh, no, he's pretty much the villain. <laughs> okay. One, one of the villains, one of the villains. So, because there's there's also some toys out that have some sound clips from them, and they played those over the internet recently, and you got to hear the character's voice for the first time. Mm. And sorry if this is a spoiler and everything for people, but he makes a line saying, "I will kill all of you and the last Jedi." So I mean, if he's trying to kill Jedi's, and he's a villain, so. No, that's like a, they, just something I thought I'd heard. In, so in all these years, Luke hasn't been rebuilding the Jedi forces? No, because all the books aren't valid anymore. Well, still, you would, mm. you would expect him to, even if the books aren't valid, you'd still expect right. for 30 years to say, hmm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm the last one here. Let's make some more. Let's- yeah. Especially since Yoda told me and Ben told me that my sister, or that Leia's my sister, which means she's strong in the Force. Hmm, maybe that would be the right. first and person I want to I want to do. Yes, and then any of Leia's children should be strong in the Force. Yeah. And and other universe. They had a new 
a little teaser came out a couple of weeks ago for Star Wars. I don't know if you guys saw it. Just a little 30-second clip. And it showed yeah, some really it showed some new scenes and we've all seen the picture of the the young black actor as a as a stormtrooper, right? Mm-hmm. And you've seen a picture of the villain with his his cross lightsaber on the snowy planet, right? They have shown a new clip where they showed that young black actor holding Luke's original lightsaber. The reason that the villain ignites his lightsaber, the next scene would have showed Finn, the black character, with Luke's blue lightsaber. So Hmm. maybe he's going to learn to be a Jedi. Maybe he picked up the lightsaber and said, well, gee, maybe I can swing this around a little bit. And not cut my hand off? Yeah. <laughs> my prediction is maybe Luke might come out of hiding and uh, step in to save him. I have no idea, but... I heard rumor or speculation from somewhere that there there was a Jedi Academy, but that the new Empire wiped it out. Again. So Luke had been sitting there, and he had been training Jedis, but this new force wiped them out. But Come that, on. That's speculation. Don't know. All that we do know is that Leia's in the movie, Chewbacca's in the movie, Han's in the movie, Luke's in the movie. Luke will be wearing lighter robes, kind of like the same type of robes that Ben wore, but just lighter in color. Mm-hmm. And that they have a bowling ball droid. So. And they have also announced this weekend that there's going to be a new comic book series coming out in December. And a famous Star Wars, original Star Wars character gets his own solo edition. Now, if you thought of a Star Wars character that you wanted to see a solo comic adventure for, who would it be? That has not been done at this point. Mm-hmm. And this one actually will tie into the movie. Well, I'd say Boba Fett, but I'm pretty sure he's had comics before. Oh, he's had a ton uh, of comics. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, this not him. L- l- let me say this character has been. Bando? This this character has been in comics, but never with his solo. A comic just about him. What Jar Jar Binks? Nope, it's a character that's going to be in the movie. I don't know. I I don't know. C-3PO gets a solo comic. How? He doesn't use real words. Have you seen a picture of him from this new movie? C-3PO. Okay. C-3PO. They, they have shown... I am underwhelmed. Well, let me explain why. And let's see if I can actually pull up a picture here. Plop it in the chat room. And it's, what happened to him? And then I'll... Let's see if I can find this quickly here and plop it out there. 
Okay. This this is actually the cover of the comic book. Now, for people that are in our ch- that listen to this after the fact, if you want to go to chatgrabber.com, you can look up this cover and see why. When you look at the picture of C3PO, you're going to notice something vastly different. So we'll sit here and wait for my two callers to look at the picture. My chat room's not updating. (laughs) Okay, he's got a different arm. That's it. He has, his left arm has been completely replaced with a, a dark red arm. So he has the same gold shiny body, except for a dark red ugly arm. I am still underwhelmed. And they're going to do a comic. Underwhelmed. You could not impress Kidar. <laughs> nope. They are well, going to. It's C3PO. <laughs> I'm sorry. His job is to be comic relief. His job is to blibber blabber. He doesn't say anything worthwhile. Well, he so would, I, he I, would I, say know. he does. Oh. They're going to do a comic. Uh, prelude to show how he lost the arm and why he has a red one. And I, 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 I already know why he has it. I'm know, not I wasn't planning on buying comics about Star Wars and that's not making me want to buy a comic about Star Wars. Mm-mm. Would you like to know why he has the red arm? Would you like the spoiler? Honestly, I don't care. I was going to say, this is how little I care about C-3PO. I don't care why he lost his arm. I don't care why it's different. If they say it in the movie, that's fine. If they never say it in the movie, that's fine, too. It's not going to bother me. This comic book is actually canon, but they did it because, of course, Disney said to do it, because if they tried to sell C-3PO characters and he looked the same as the other movies, no one would buy him. So they have to make some stupid difference to his body so people can go out and buy a red arm C-3PO. I don't see how they could say people wouldn't buy them because there are tons of kids who won't have one. Right, but I mean, they could easily just go out and find a one from the prequels or the C- from the original trilogy shows. I mean... If they're interested in paying a couple of hundred bucks. You're right. Okay. If, if it was a Boba Fett, if it was a Qui-Gon, an R2-D2, maybe, yeah, they'd pay a couple hundred dollars. They could probably get C-3PO for... They'd probably pay someone to get a C-3PO. Or someone would have to pay them, actually. No one cares about 3PO. Uh, no, that's so true. Well, I, I think I've already established that. <laughs> I mean, who who do you care about between the two of them? R two D two, right? Yeah, but I still okay. Between a about R two. Between the two of them, yes, I can't say I care about either one. But if right. you're giving me one or the other, yes, I do care about R two more than C three PO. Oh, everyone cares I care about, about R two. Han and the Jedi. That's what I care about. In those Han Solo and the Jedi. That's what I want to see. Ah, I watch Chewbacca. There's only been one hero in each of the movies, and that's been R2. 
R2 has saved the day in every one of the films. Good for him? I I can't connect with him on a human level. Therefore, I'm not that into him. Maybe that's a woman thing. (laughs) He's just a machine. If if Squid Lord was here, I'm sure Squid Lord would be able to tell you how R2 could connect with you. (laughs) But we're going to move right along from that because he is not here and we don't have to drag it down in the mud for him. (laughs) Oh, did you hear that? There's R2 right there. Stay back, R2. I'm married. R2 <laughs> happens to be my text messaging uh, sound effect for my cell phone. Mine and... is uh, K9 from Doctor Who. Oh, okay. And That's some, right. I have some items on, you know how on some Facebook pages, some communities have their online yard sale on Facebook? Yeah. I have some items up for my mom for sale. And... uh mm. Someone just texted me, not knowing that I'm a radio host and I'm on the air. Well, the timing was good. So. It was. Remarkably perfect timing. But, yes, that was perfect timing. Now, let me ask you, there was also another very important trailer. This is one that I'm really hyped about that came out in the past month. The first full-fledged trailer for a movie. Did either of you see the trailer for The Martian? No. Nope. You are missing what may be one of the best movies of the year, the trailer for it. Hmm. Have you ever heard of The Martian? No. Yes, I have. I actually listened to a podcast where they, where they interviewed the, uh, the guy who wrote the book. Andy Weir. Andy okay, Weir that was, could be his name. Was the, was the author. I've read the book. Fantastic book. And Andy Weir wrote this book number uh, probably five years ago, and he put it out on the internet in little portions as e-stories. And it's the story of a U.S. astronaut. His crew is on Mars, and due to a sandstorm, he gets separated, and they think he's dead. And they lift off without him. And he gets back to their their little shelter that they left left there on Mars, and he has to he has to survive for four years until they can get a rescue party out there. And he lets Earth know, hey, guess what? I'm still alive. But it takes a lot of real science, and it's not just like this super. Star Wars type, science fiction type stuff is actual real silent science. They they worked hand in hand with NASA to get it worked out right. And I, I think the guy actually had some relation with NASA when he wrote the book, and that's how he, that's how he knew a lot of the inf- the uh, technology and such. Well, what happened is that as he was writing, like you said, he was posting it, and it became popular, and some. Uh, of the people working at NASA got wind of it. They started reading it, and they started telling him places where he, he had stuff a little wrong, and sometimes he would, he would, they would basically go give, and say, well, you could have done that instead, and you know, the guy could adjust as he got the information. Yeah, and I mean, the, guy, the guy's role on the team was he was a botanist. So, I mean, he had uh, potato 
uh, seedlings and stuff. So he knew that he could figure out how to raise enough potatoes to last him almost four years. It would be a horrible diet, but still. And I mean, the whole thing was just talking about equations and stuff like that, but it was a book that you can't put down. And they, they're making a movie. Matt Damon is playing the character, playing the act, the uh, the astronaut. Mark Mark Watney, I believe, is the astronaut's name. And they are keeping it exactly in the same tone as the book. And people are saying this may be one of the biggest hits of the of the year coming out. It's coming out in November. It'll be a big hit until December eighteenth. Yeah. Yep. Because then Star Wars is just going to smash everything. I'm so excited because my son's birthday is December 14th. So we are doing a whole big Star Wars thing for his birthday. I'm so excited. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I stood in line for the original movie back in 77 before people knew what Star Wars was. I was not born yet. I mean... I I literally I was eleven years old. I grew up with with Star Wars. I was ten years old. Yeah. So but in a way I am more excited for the Martian than I am for Star Wars. But isn't it gonna just be a bunch of Matt by himself? No, because uh his team was still on the way back. They learn eventually. And uh, they turn their their ship around, and they try to go back to... Part of it is Matt alone on Mars, talking mm-hmm. to a camera, documentary style. He's doing it as, as a video diary. Because the book is yeah. made out as like a diary, him, him logging day one, day two, etc. But the other half is NASA trying to come up with ideas of how can we get him get him back sooner than four years when the next crew lands. And part of that involves his original team. It's a one-year trip going between Mars and and Earth, putting the brakes on and trying to go back to get him. So, I mean, there's a full cast. Uh, Jeff Jeff Bridges is in it. Uh, Jessica... uh, What's her name? I, I forgot her name, but Kate Maru's in it, who played uh, Sue Storm in, in the four that was out this summer. We'll talk about that in a moment. So, <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of big names out there. So, but the book I've read the book through twice, and it's one of those type books I, I could read over and over and over again. It's a book that if I was stuck on a deserted island this may this would be one of the books i'd want to have with me mm. it's that good so it's not my my style of books that's all i'm going to say mm-hmm. okay well i i just teased about something and let's talk about a movie that came out this summer Four. i almost want to say can we not I mean, it's going to be a quick, quick conversation. Yeah. First of all, has have either of you seen it? 
I saw it on the Friday it came out. I actually went out of my way to see it. Oh, Wish I had my, my. money back. <laughs> yep. The movie we are talking about is Fantastic Four. The problem, not so Fantastic Four. The problem is there was nothing fantastic about it, so I just name it Four. And, yeah, it it made the original Fantastic Four movie from 10 years ago look like an Oscar nominee. See, I liked the original. I, I liked it. I, Michael Chiklis as as Ben Grimm, I mean, that's, that's another one of those roles that he was born for, in I, my opinion. That was good casting, yep. Chris Evans, pretty much a nobody actor at the time, playing Johnny Storm, and now he's Captain Very America. Well. Now he's Captain America. Yeah. Jessica Alba is Sue Storm. No, not she's the right casting. She's okay. Okay. Not, not exactly right, but okay. And... Uh, Ewan Gruffin, or whatever his name is, as... Yeah. I love him. As Reed Richards. I mean, I had no problem with him at all. He did a good job. Yeah, he was a really good Reed Richard. He's delicious. I mean, how often... I mean, the second movie... I I like the second movie, too. I mean, they actually brought Silver Surfer and put him on the screen. Whoever really thought Mm -hmm. they would see that for a while. Yeah, that was good that they did that. This movie here... It is based on the ultimate Fantastic Four comic line. Now, for- uh, let, let's update that a bit. The first third is based on the yes. ultimate. Yes. Everything else after that goes in a completely different direction. <laughs> and for those who don't know what the ultimate Fantastic Four line is, back in 2000, Marvel decided to revamp and do a second line of comic books called the Ultimate Line. Started with Ultimate Spider-Man showing Peter Parker getting bit the first time as a 15-year-old high school student and showing him in modern times as a young, as a 15-year-old. Then they did the Ultimate X-Men. They did the Avengers, which they called that series the Ultimates. Which, and here's something which a lot of people don't realize. In the Avengers movies and in the Marvel movies, they are touched on by the ultimate line. Oh, they're mostly inspired by the ultimate line. No, no, most mostly they are inspired by the actual original. The six one six universe is what they call the original. But the key thing that they touch on is Nick Fury, because in the Ultimate comic books, they they got permission from Samuel L. Jackson to draw a black Nick Fury based on him. Yep. And in the Ultimate comic book, they actually had a scene where the Avengers are sitting there saying, well, who would who would play you if we ever did a movie? And Nick Fury walks in and says, <laughs> well, Samuel L. Jackson, of course. <laughs> and they thought when they made Iron Man, they said, let's put him in there. And they asked Samuel L. Jackson to do it. He loved it. Jackson loves comic books. And boom. Even though the, the comic, the... Uh, the Marvel movie series is based in the 616 in the original universe. The Nick Fury is from the ultimate and I can't see anyone else doing it otherwise. No. 
Unless maybe they brought well, back unless they brought back David Hasselhoff. Please don't. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, most. So, I mean, I, mean I, I will say this. I will say this. Asselhoff looks somewhat like Nick Fury. Like he had, you know, he, he had the look not too badly. It's just I don't like him as an actor in yeah. anything he's done. Do yeah. you know that he actually played Nick Fury? Yes, I saw the movie. I, I, saw, yep. I, I saw the Nick Fury movie. Back in the nineties, they did a TV movie on Fox. They were going to do a series of them, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. And they cast David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. Well, back in the '90s, Hasselhoff was a name like that, you know. And I mean, he he did a decent job. So, I don't like him as an actor. It's as simple mm. as that. Well, I like. I mean, I I I remember that was it. Well, I remember loving him in Knight Rider, but I watch him now in Knight Rider, and I can't stand him. But this movie here, the Fantastic Four that we were talking about, uses the pretty much the same origin from the ultimate Fantastic Four, which is yep. teleportation into the negative zone or planet zero, as they call it in this movie. They get their powers that way. They don't even take Sue Storm with them. She gets her powers as a leftover in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, which I have a problem with, but... Well, when you start start dipping the girls on stuff, then I'm like, uh-uh. Yep, they they took I... Doom. They took uh, Reed Richards since he invented the thing. Johnny Storm, because his father was the director. And Ben Grimm, because Ben Grimm came over for the visit. They put them all in the teleportation. They sent them over to the planet. Things started happening. They made an escape return to come back. And some leftover energy zapped on the Sue Storm and made her invisible. And I mean, stupid. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. I mean, some of the the storylines in this movie, Reed Richards, first thing he does, he escapes and he goes on the lam for a year. He runs away. No, no, yeah, it, it doesn't escape. He abandons them. A ban- exactly. If, if if this is one thing Reed Richard would never do, Mm-mm. he would never abandon Ben. ben. Yep. Exactly. He would never. I mean, I was watching the movie and I was going, I was going, okay, he, he, he's escaping from his room. Okay, he, he's crawling through stuff. I okay, fine. He's okay. He's, he's going. Okay, I'll be back. And I'm going. Okay, you know, he's going to find something in the and then he escapes out. And I'm going. Who the fuck is that? Oh, sorry, come on. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's quite that's quite worthy exactly for this. Right. That's worthy for this review. He does a but, he does a Bruce Banner, and he runs to South Africa or somewhere, and he hides out. No, I mean, okay, and one, you know, with everybody went off of the deep end about Johnny Storm being black. Yeah, that's not even the problem with the movie. No, I mean, I mean, honestly, I had no problem with Johnny Storm being black. No, Johnny Storm being black and Sue Storm being white. I'm sorry. Why the hell did Sue Storm have to be white? If you want, you want the Storms to be a black family? Fine. You have very smart black people. But are you saying that Reed Richard would never date a black woman? Mm. 
You know, I'm I'm still you know, trying to wrap my mind around Reed Richards' dating period, to be honest. But <laughs> well, the thing, the thing, and this is the problem I have with with a lot of that is that in the comics, Shu and Reed did not get serious until pretty damn later. Which is why it works in the in the pre, in the first movie because they're mm-hmm. they're adults. Yes. You know the romance between them and this. No, I'm sorry, it doesn't work. As a teenager, Reed Richard doesn't even know women exist. He's all about the science, and the reason he gets interested in Sue is because she speaks his language. But it. it ah. Breathe, Tindog. Breathe. Now, there there is one thing that I will say that I was fearing, and it didn't turn out as bad as I thought it would be. And as you remember, before we went on hiatus, I kept saying that we never heard Ben Grimm talk as the thing. And I said the studio is scared of how he sounds, like what happened with Bane. In the Dark Knight Rises, his voice yeah. wasn't—it was acceptable to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, his voice was fine. I wasn't worried about that. You know, we've got—we have. I mean, I figured they didn't—they're not having us hear the voice because it wasn't finished at that at the when they released the the, the trailers and the teasers. So they, you know, they just figured, you know, we're not going to put up a bad product for that, and we'll let people—they they put up a bad movie. I mean. Uh, and I'm sorry, well, but what's the one thing you want to have in a movie trailer about the Fantastic Four? There's three words you want to have there, no matter no, what. No, I dis- I disagree. You don't need the, 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 the it's clobbering time. You do not. I disagree. Well, they didn't have it in any of the video, any of the trailers at all. And I'm sorry, but that's next to the rocky appearance of Ben Grimm. That's what he's known for. It's clobbering time, which he said in the movie. So yeah, and and which which was told to him when he was bullied by his brother. I yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, and I mean, it wasn't something he was throwing out every five minutes. They used it once in the movie, as he hit Doctor Doom. And uh, yeah, okay. And we, we won't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk the last about the quarter Doom. of the movie. Mm. So can we not talk about Doom? Can we agree that no one in Hollywood can do a proper Doom? We can agree. Doom, Doom does not I, need superpower. I disagree. This with is that. the thing that. Okay, who did the good Doom? Well, no one has yet. But, I mean, the main problem they're doing is, first of all, they're coming up with with crappy costumes, okay? I mean, that, that's a given. It's a crappy costume. And if you have seen any of the memes on the Internet, any person that right now walking around Dragon Con, and Squid's probably taking pictures of them, any person walking around Dragon Con can do a better Doom and has done a better Doom than what Fox oh, has yeah. produced with two movies, three movies now. Yeah. And by but, the way, but right my now, pro- go go ahead, talk. Go ahead. Well, my problem with Doom in the Fantastic Four movies is they keep feeling the need to give him powers. Well, Doom it, does not need superpowers. 
And in the original comic book, Doom wasn't even part of the mission that went into space to begin with, so he didn't get powers. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, in the Ultimate Universe, he's part of that, but even then, he doesn't actually have powers when he comes back. He's physically transformed, but he doesn't have powers. Doom, his power is his intellect. He is literally a peer of Reed Richard. He is as smart, and he, he, the reason he's that he can use his intellect to a much more grandiose level is because he has no restraint with what he's willing to do with his knowledge. This is what makes him dangerous. Not that he can throw lightning bolts. Not that he's got psychic power. No, it's his intellect. Now, I've got some bad news. Okay. The budget for this yeah, was, was $120 million. Yeah. Worldwide, it's made 155 They are making a sequel. <sighs> no! Yes. I was so happy. I had heard somewhere that the sequel had been canceled. That, would made, that made me so happy, but I guess I'd miss no, her. No, it wasn't canceled. What happened was that they... They've already greenlit a sequel for Deadpool 2, and they put it into the spot that Fantastic Four 2 was supposed to be at. That's what they did. Uh, I'm but, so excited for that one. Wait, <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Deadpool is by Fox? Yep. Really? Yep. But they, they gave them a lot of leeway. Yeah, it is a hard. They were gonna do. It's a hard R film. Yeah. Oh, the trailers are so good. Yeah. Well, that's what surprises me. That that's what that's why I'm surprised that it's by Fox. Well, they said Fox it at did. the panels. Like Fox said, "Do what you're gonna do. Take as far as you want to go." And they were pretty hands off from what it sounds like. Yeah, pretty pretty much. They closed their eyes and they just said, "Okay, uh, just show us it when it airs." <laughs> Do it what it do it what it's supposed to be. We'll stand back, which they probably should have done with other things. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I, I'm happy. I will. De- Deadpool is definitely a movie that I want to see. I am not a fan of Deadpool the character, but I definitely want to see the movie. Oh yeah. Well, the the first thing they did, which was a success, was they actually used pretty much the comic costume. They kept true to the yep. to the costume. And I will will say this, it's not often that it translates well. Right. And they're doing, most people don't know this, but for his white eyes, they're actually doing CGI. So, I mean, a lot of times one eye is squinting and the other eye is actually open wide, stuff like that. That will happen in the movie. In fact, it happens a few times in the trailer. So, so, so the eyes will actually be animated. The cool. eyes, the eyes will be animated, and they said that he will be self-aware and breaking the fourth wall. Yes, which we do 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 get a feel for that um, in some trailer stuff. So, mm-hmm. cool. I I can't wait. And, and, he, and he says some about his costume. Well, at least it's not. Uh, well, he makes fun of the Green Lantern costume. Yeah, it's not green <laughs> or animated. They're, they're, stroll, like, they're strolling him in into the operating room, and he says, the super costume, just don't make it green or animated. That's right. 
Oh. So, but I, I have to agree with Ryan Reynolds as uh, Deadpool. He is the character. So he's got that craft humor. Well, the other he's thing, just I, just, I just read this on Friday. He's actually going to sit there and being self-aware and everything. They said that he's actually going to tear apart Wolverine Origins and the character he played in that movie. He's just going to tear that apart <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Good. Good. So, but Fantastic Four, a scale of 1 to 10, in honor of the Fantastic Four. And since we used the teleportation device to go into the negative zone, we are giving this movie a negative four. Oh, that's, yeah. I think Squid would be very appreciative of that score. The fact that we are honoring the Fantastic Four by going into the negative zone to give it a negative four. (laughs) Okay, I am putting a link. I don't know if anybody's seen it. It's a um, movie. It's a two-minute YouTube movie. It's basically Deadpool versus Deadpool. It's by Isma Hawk. It's called uh, One uh, Minute Matchup. And it's a fight between Deadpool from the comics and Deadpool from Weapon X. From a Wolverine, oh. I mean. <laughs> it is worth watching. Okay, and I see someone dressed up as comic book Deadpool and as mouthless Deadpool, and I'll watch it later. Excuse me. I've got the hiccups today. I had a a sonic blast an hour before the show. guess I shouldn't have done that. You'll know for next time now. Well, let's talk briefly about one other item here. One that Scottish Pearl and I am sure will be more of a conversation than than Kindar. And Scottish (laughs) Pearl, are you fearing The Walking Dead? I'm fearing that it's not going to get any better. How about that? First of all... I was not turned completely off, but I was not impressed by what they've shown us so far. Even Squid said it after the pilot. He's kind of like, meh. Exactly my because you know after the pilot of Walking Dead, I was hooked. It, I was hooked. I don't think I care how the walkers started. I don't think I care how the world broke down. I don't think I care about that. I'm just enjoying watching people who are living in it. I don't care how they finally accept that the dead are walking. I don't think I care. And I'm sorry, but it's a scary thing for the future of this show, where. It premiered two weeks ago, and today would have been the third episode, and it's not on tonight. No, they already took a break. I'm like, well, it's only going to be, isn't the first season only six episodes anyway? Yeah, but I mean, do you want to do ep- episode one and two and then take a break for a week? No. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, get, get them all involved. I don't care about these these characters. The only, no, char- the I only character I somewhat care about in this, because I like her as an actress, is the young daughter. Oh, no, I'm like, eh, whatever. Your boyfriend's dead. Deal with it. 
Yeah, I, I, I like, didn't see the second episode yet, so I don't know that for sure. I only saw the first episode so far. Well, she was a starring character in the second season of The 100 on the CW, and I like that uh, show. I didn't see the second season. And uh, so, she have you seen the first season? Uh, about half of it. Well, you know there's people that live on the... There's little tribes that live on the Earth at the time, right? Yes, yes. They're, they're just discovering those, yep. In the second season, she's actually one of the head tribe leaders, pretty much the the, the president of the tribe. Uh-huh. And she hooks, up, she hooks up with the female lead. And they team up together to, to lead the groups. So... Okay. And she she does a great job in that. Uh, and that's the only reason I'm watching the, the Walking Dead here. I mean, it's it's eh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Eh, yeah. So I hope it ramps the frick up really fast here. Well, they said it's going to be a couple <laughs> of years before we see the the zombies become like we're used to. I'm kind of like and it's I'm not going to last that long. I, I don't need to see them all decaying and whatnot, but I don't know. I just don't care how they started in the apocalypse. I'm, I just enjoy seeing the people surviving in it, not figuring out what's going on. I don't, I don't think I care. It's not pertinent to the story. And, and like you said, with the pilot, and I never read the comic books, I watched the pilot of The Walking Dead because I was pissed off at Squid Lord. <laughs> because it was a Halloween episode of the Media Outsiders. We had it planned, and then he canceled because of to, to watch The Walking Dead. And sure. the next day, I had to watch it just to see what ruined my show. And I got hooked on it. And then I started reading the comics. And I mean, in the pilot episode, I mean, it had everything there. You're hooked on Rick. I mean, you're actually drawn in, and you have an attachment to yeah. You have an attachment yeah. to, to Morgan. Yeah. And then you're sitting there, and you're wondering. Rick is trapped in the tank. And all of a sudden, you hear over a radio, you enjoying yourself in there, Dick? And then cut, yeah. to, cut to the next episode. <laughs> and then you're like, who the hell was that? No, there's no moments like that in this. I, I don't know if maybe it's because we know, like, we're wa- like when we're watching the opening scene of the first episode, we're like, we know it's what that woman is doing. She's eating that person, and we're not surprised by it because we know Walker's, because if this show maybe had come before the series where we've already become accustomed to that being a part of the world, it may have had some more shocking moments. But you knew that woman, he's going to be in this church, he's going to see a Walker eating somebody, and he's either going to die or get away. And you knew, and you know, when he killed the drug dealer, that the drug dealer was going to come back. You knew the old man in the bed dying next to him in the hospital was going to come back at some point. There wasn't anything to, like, shock or scare you. The only thing that scared me was when the, um, I don't know if it's not his stepfather, but the drug addict's, see, I don't even know their names, that's how much I care. The drug addict's mother's boyfriend is in the church at night. That was the only thing where I had a little bit of nervousness that he might run into someone and not know what it was. Which, why would you go to a drug den 
church in the middle of the night, idiot. And also, you knew you knew it also in the second episode that, gee, if the mother and the fat boys running through the through the high school, that the principal is going to turn out to be a zombie, a walker. Mm-hmm. I mean, it because it's all scripted, and that's the disadvantage this show has is because we know what's going to happen. Right, we know what they are, so we're not in a position to be discovering it with them. And I you know, think we already know. I think Jabba, the fat boy, Jabba the student. I think yep. he, he's a time traveler coming back in time because he he knew too much about what's going on and what's going to happen to the city. So I bet you he's from the future and he comes back. I mean, that's the only thing that could probably help the show right now, to be honest. <laughs> he's a time lord. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not go that far. <laughs> That'd be the only thing that would save the show for me. <laughs> well, speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of weeks from now, he's back. And I need to make a decision if I'm going to watch Doctor Who this season or not. You are, because you want to see what happens with the Missy character. I could care less about Missy, the masterist, the mistress. Oh, I did no, not, no, no. She's going to be doing some good stuff. I did not like her. And I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like gender-bending characters. I don't watch My Name is Caitlin, the Bruce Jenner story. I'm sorry. I don't. This is not transgenderism. This is regenerating she, as yeah, a new I, gender. I have to agree this with Scottish on, Scottish on this one. This is not gender-bending. The, the master has been a time lord. It's been fluke or his own engineering that he's always regenerate, regenerated as a man, looking kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's the, if technically they don't have control over it, it was just a question of time. I, I just until don't, you, you. No, no, I, I I think they have some control over it or not to the point. Uh, but I'm sorry, for 50 years we've had a character, the Master, who's been a male, and now, okay, Stephen Moffat's trying to ruin the show. He's, and I'm, I'm sorry, people are going to think this way, but and they make it a female, okay? They have plenty of other female characters they could have brought back. The Rainy, stuff like that, but... I think she is coming back. I think that's who the girl from Game of Thrones, her, I think that's who her character is, either that or the granddaughter. Uh, he's already said that it's it is not someone who has Stephen Moffat has said in an interview it's not a character that has been on air before. But and he always a liar. I was going to say, what is the number one rule between the Doctor and Stephen Moffat, the Doctor and Moffat? They lie. My guess is, my thought would have been that she might have been Jenny, the Doctor's daughter. As a I hadn't even thought of that. Yep. Now, I want Georgia Moffat to come back. 100%. Right. I want I, Georgia yeah. Moffat to come back. But, well, she's off making babies with, with the 10th Doctor, so. I was just going to say, she's pretty busy popping Tenet babies. So, and I, oh, I, I want Tenet to come back. Oh, yesterday was... Right now, BBC America is showing the Doctor's Finest, the 10 best episodes 
in the past 10 years, and yesterday was the day of the doctor. Yeah. And I'm sorry, the 10th doctor is always going to be my favorite doctor. Me too. I, I don't. The number four. I, I'm sorry, I don't like Peter Capaldi. Fine actor. I feel, I like him. I'm not hooked on him as a doctor. And the last season I like him. left me going, eh, the whole season. I like him. He feels, he feels a lot, there's a lot in him that feels like the first doctor with that crotchety. I like it. Of all the episodes, there was only one episode that actually had any attachment to me. And I don't even remember the name of it. And I think it was the one with the mummies on the train. Oh, so sure. Um, Orient Express. That was the only episode that I that I sat there and had any any motivation to keep watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm trying to watch over again. I'm I'm trying to rewatch them on Netflix and season nine's on Netflix. But on the Colton Collective, Dave AC show, I always sat and talked about how much I hated Matt Smith. And I've said it on this show. I don't like the 11th Doctor. I would rather see two more seasons of Matt Smith than one of Peter Capaldi. No, 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 no. And when I said that on the Colton Collective, I left them speechless. <laughs> because yeah. because of my hatred for Matt Smith. Right. That means that, yeah, that that... It, it would make it hard if you can't warm up to the doctor to watch Doctor Who. So, the 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 inside of the TARDIS, decent. I'm not a huge fan of Clara, but I like her better no, than the Doctor no. for sure. But yeah, I uh, I'm actually debating if I want to watch the next season. So, oh boy! Yeah, it is for me. For me, it's definitely on my list of shows, but I don't know if it's going to be one of those shows that I have to watch as it comes out. Well, if I don't, if I don't watch it when it comes out, I'm not going to miss it. I'll say that it's not a much must-watch TV for me. Yeah, I, you know, I'm probably going to give it. One or two episodes when the season starts to see if I get into it. If not, I'll just go, you know, I'll download the, the, the shows as they come out and watch them when I've got nothing else to watch because I'm in this season. I think I'm going to have a lot of shows to keep track of. Now, some other news. There was one must-watch TV show this past year for me. And I'm a little bit disappointed with some of the news I hear coming about coming out about its next season. So what's happening with Flash? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they're they're just adding too many speedsters too quick in it this new season. There are now three confirmed speedsters beside Flash. So we've got Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. Right. We have Wally West. And they have introduced uh, the a girl. Jesse Swift or something uh, like that. Uh, Johnny Quick. Okay. Um, wait, no, no, no. That's not, well, is that the name she uses? Because the original Johnny Quick's a guy. 
I thought it was but Jesse. I think, well, I, she might go by Jesse Quick because the, 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 the Johnny Quick's daughter does gain super speed, and I can't remember what name she uses. They also have announced another actor signed on to the series. This one, okay, I can, I can go with. The main villain is going to be Professor Zoom for the season. Um, but okay. they're, um. they're changing it up from how it was in DC Comics, because in DC Comics, Eobard Thrawn goes by either Reverse Flash or Professor oh, Zoom. Yeah, for Zoom. Right. It's going to be a different character. I'm hoping it's Zolomon. This now that I'm hoping it's going to be the Zolomon version of Zoom. Well, they're saying that this season we will not see who it is. So they have a voice actor coming in just to do the voice. Okay, that's interesting. I, I will I will say that that is an interesting way to go about it. And I just lost the guy's name right now. So let me try to pull <laughs> it up here. He's well-known. They just announced it this week, so let's see if I can find... Scrolling down, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Come on. They have also announced that the Incredible Hulk will not be in... in the Captain America Civil War film. Oh, that was, that was not certain? You know, they, they said at one time they were going to add him, and then... They decide not to. They're leaving them out They've there. They've got enough a, going on. Oh, yeah. they got not, enough to keep it's not, a cap, it's not a Captain America solo film anyways. I mean, it because half the no, universe is in it. it's Avengers Light, yeah. Which there I, is. you know, All right. I'll go with that. Tony Todd is the voice Professor Zoom. You remember, so are they saying the you know, whole season we're never going to see him? We're only going to hear him? Well, no. You're going to see him running around. You're never going to see him take the mask off. Gotcha. And what what they're saying is this year we wanted to do something a little bit different. This is what uh, Andrew Kressberg, the executive producer, says. Part of the mystery of the season is who or what is underneath Zoom's outfit. And so we wanted to do something like James Earl Jones as Darth Vader this iconic voice coming out of this mask. Last year, we thought that the reverse Flash was a speed warrior. This year, Zoom is like a speed demon, and no one does a demon voice better than Tony Todd. Now, do you know who Tony Todd is? I don't. No, it doesn't sound familiar, but I may know some of his work. He was in the Final Destination movies. He's a, a black, tall black actor. He played the Candyman. But if okay, you, if, here's, the, here's the one, if you're a Star Trek fan, you'll recognize him. Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, he is Worf's brother. I guess I'm not enough of a fan. I was going to say, I <laughs> grew up on that crap. I don't remember him as that, but I remember him as Candyman. Yep, he, he was Lieutenant Worf's brother, and in Deep Space Nine, to save his honor, Worf actually had Bashir do an operation to erase his memory. 
and they had him as a amnesiac Klingon, and they gave him to a new family that would take care of him. A Holy family. crap! I don't remember this at all. Kirk, I believe I believe his name was Kirk, or Worf's brother's name. So, he was on two or three episodes of each series. Obviously, not ones that I remember. And I'm putting his picture in, into the chat room here. When it comes to the Professor Zoom, I if they do if they do the character, and I'm not passing judgment here. I mean, if they do the character properly, as if if they are planning for him to be Zolomon and they have the character acting in proper way, I'll be able to tell it's Zolomon before I even see him be- below uh, beneath the mat. Because Zolomon had a very specific uh, modus operandi in the comic, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. To see if they do that, yeah. I never read the comics, to be honest, so I mean, I wouldn't know either way. Well, Kindar will be our expert then, and he will let us know. <laughs> but I will not claim to, I, I will not claim to be a Flash expert, but I am knowledgeable. You will know more than either of us who have not read the comics, so you got to <laughs> leg up. <laughs> well, let me ask: Is there any final comments out there before we close out? Yes, yes. Avoid DC Comics at all costs. What? Right now, avoid DC Comics at all costs. They are bad across the board. Uh, yeah, I'm, have, I'm, I'm actually agreeing with that. Have you read the bombshell ones? Sorry? Have you read the bombshell ones where they redo the female characters as origin characters without the males coming before them? Uh, no, no, I haven't done I'm I'm just following the main titles. Okay. And... Hmm. I'll give you this as an example. They have Green Lantern, the title, in which which Al Jordan is in space somewhere with a brand new type of battery. It's a gauntlet instead of a ring and all that. At the same time, in Justice League America, Al Jordan is in there. With his ring, his old costume, and there's no indication of, are these things different? The ultimate universe is a different timeline. It is a mess. I mean, if you follow only one title, I'm going, okay, that's fine. Individually, the titles can be interesting. But if, like me, you like to follow, I'm I'm not going to say all the titles, because there's titles I can't stand, but... The over the overview of the universe, it makes absolutely no sense. Green Lantern, and right now in the series, the Green Lantern Corps is missing. They're almost it's almost like Gallifrey. They're hidden in some pocket somewhere. Actually, actually, in the latest epi- in the latest issue, they reveal where they are. Where are they? They are in Relic's universe in the past. Okay, well, same you know thing. Who Relic like, is? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Pretty, pretty much like the Time Lords and Gallifrey, what they did with them. So, threw them away somewhere. Um, yeah. But for a while, it was a mystery where they were. Now they know where they are. 
But right now, Hal Jordan is going rogue. He has the original prototype before the ring, which is a gauntlet. He wears it like a glove. It does pretty much the same thing. He's wearing a long overcoat. Looks like the 10th Doctor's brown coat. And he has long hair. He looks kind of like the like the Winter Soldier. And he's going out there, letting the universe beat up on him and take the blame for what they think that the Green Lantern Corps did. He's going rogue to protect the reputation of the Lanterns. And that's the Green Lantern title. And I'm going, no! I never cared for Hal Jordan to begin with, but... Then they have a second title called Green Lantern, The Lost Army, which revolves around eight different lanterns, including uh, Arissa, Guy and John, Guy Gardner, which John I'm, Stewart and Guy Gardner, looking. When did the, Guy Gardner? Did they erase the fact that Guy Gardner was a Red Lantern, or did they did he give that up again? Uh, no, he. About two years ago, he took over the Red Lantern Corps. He took it away from a yep. So now yep. he has he has both red and green ring, and he can interchange them. And John Stewart calls him the Christmas Lantern. <laughs> okay. as, as a joke. So. All right. Okay. I, they they need to explain. So, did they explain how he survives taking off the red ring? I, I I never saw him take it off. He's still using it. He just has two rings on. He has a red one. Oh, on he his, wears them both at the same time. He has a red on his on his just, left hand and the green on his right hand. So he's okay, well, and his, he his costume to. is basically his, his Green Lantern costume, but now it has red piping where the white used to be. Now it's all red. So basically, Guy Gardner is the flip flopping lantern. Okay, he's the he's the Christmas lantern. Christmas lantern. <laughs> I'm just, no, I, what amuses me is that they keep trying to make Guy Gardner this, um, I don't know, I, I don't want to say this tough guy, but the, the guy who has, you know, who puts his foot down, makes, you know, is a hard guy, but every, no, no writer can agree on what they're going to do with him. Because when they put him in Red Lantern, he literally said, I am done with the Green Lantern. I will never deal with you guys again. Now he's back. Well, what, okay. hap- what happened, it was all under that Convergence miniseries, which I did not read. I could not get into it. And yeah, yeah you, you didn't miss much. Pretty much from <laughs> what I understand is they took everything from DC Comics, they stuck it into a bag, they shook it up and said, there it is. There's a new thing. And and on top of that, they went, we no longer have to justify anything. Nope. Pretty much. That's right. So, so it, it, it leaves the, the people like, mm, kind of pissed. I will say that throughout that, I am following Midnighter. And Midnighter, as a standalone title, I enjoy it. Don't know who it is, but I will say one last thing before we close out here. And uh, someone made a statement this weekend, by the way. Jason Momoa, who I like very much. I always liked him back Mm -hmm. when he was on Stargate Atlantis. And most people may know that he is playing Aquaman in the new Superman, Batman, Justice League, whatever movie. 
In the Justice League prequel movie, yes, we know. Yes. And he made a statement that he dares anyone to do an Aquaman joke after seeing the Superman movie. He says, no one will make fun of Aquaman again. <laughs> yeah, they will. I'm sorry. He, he's hinting. It's Aquaman. He's, they pretty, will. he's pretty much hinting that this Aquaman will be closer to Drago, Drago than to Aquaman. I don't care. People will make jokes about Aquaman. So. Well, I'm going to close out. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Thank you, Kindar. Thank you, Scottish. You are welcome. It's been a pleasure. We will be back next week. Uh, Let's take a look and see if there's any movies coming out that I might go see this week. Unfortunately, September's just as bad as August is, movie-wise. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, coming out next week, which is actually September 11th. Gee, do I want to go see a movie on September 11th? Probably not. Only if you want to go see a movie about September 11th. No, there isn't even a movie about that coming out. And there is there is nothing coming out of interest until oh let's see probably the 25th well so we should have enough season premieres and uh, new shows to talk about between yes, them we have wonder woman coming out so, or uh, supergirl coming out soon so <laughs> which we've we already have, watched the first episode for well, yes which i did too which we have arrow we've got heroes reborn Oh no, no, that's later. That's that, that's October, I think. No, Heroes Reborn, September twenty fourth. Cool. Arrow is October seventh. I know that because it comes out as a birthday present to me. One of the new, one of the new show, show that I am curious about is Lucifer. And I will say this, yeah. by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I am still playing Ark Survival Evolved, four hundred and twenty-seven <laughs> hours worth of the game so far. But I did stop a little bit last week, and I need to get back into it to finally try Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, boy. I played one hour of it. And so far, I haven't seen much of the jittery hit me at all. I did in a few little spots, but mostly it's just too much Batmobile. Yeah. I drove the Batmobile at least 50% of the time in only one hour worth of gameplay. I'm kind of like, no, I prefer him sticking to the shadows and gliding and that's his job. But yes, I am now with a different tribe in Ark, and even Squid Lord joined our tribe for a weekend. Last weekend they had free gameplay. Squid Lord came on, and as he posted some pictures and reviews on his Google Plus page, Squidlord riding a Trinosaurus. Something the world should never see again. <laughs> so, and he, he did this cute little picture of me picking him up under, I was flying on a giant bird, giant hawk, picking him up to help him get back to the base. And I was so tempted to drop him. Just for fun. But, oh, yeah, sure. 
exist between friends was Estrapia. I, I was kind, and I brought them back to our base, which are this new tribe that I'm with. Fantastic base. Nice big four-story uh, building. Very high-tech storage room, stuff like that. We just got done this week creating a barn for all the animals. So, all the dinosaurs. Doing pretty good. Now we just got to get Kindar on. Uh, no, you don't. Well, sure, pay for it. Pay, buy it for me, and I'll take. I'll jump on. Well, they'll probably have another free weekend since it is in beta. And I, I told Squid to try to get you to contact you last week, but uh, weekends aren't good for me. Weekends are big writing times. I that's when I have to do all my writing relating management. I. You know, I you know weekends. Oh, okay. I mean, like today. Today, I barely got two hours in on a train train uh, train fever. But Kindar, so wouldn't wouldn't taking a one hour break to see Squid Lord running around on a Trinosaurus attacking other dinosaurs be worth it? No, no you lose your place. And then no, it wouldn't. No, I'm sorry, it, it wouldn't. I mean, today. I am slightly disappointed in myself because I did not actually do all the writing I was supposed to do. I did 4,000 words this morning as part of editing, re-editing a chapter. And I was supposed to continue a short story in the afternoon, but I, I, I did some minor editing in another story, and I find myself just continuing to read it. I like that story so much that I just continue to read it. And six hours later, my day is over. What? I'll say this. You have to play Ark with Squid Lord especially when you're on a Google Hangout. It's just not so much watching what he's doing, but listening to him cackle in glee. <laughs> oh. He's kind of like, look at the blood. Yes, blood, blood. Oh, glorious blood. As he's ripping into a, a brontosaurus. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I... The game does not appeal to me. So... All right. I have I have no motivation to even try it. No, Scottish Pearl will get you involved next time. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, all right then. Maybe maybe we'll get the lovely Megan as she takes us out. Maybe we'll get her involved in the game. So, good night ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. And here is the lovely Megan. Thank you for joining us on The Media Outsiders. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on iTunes. Search for The Media Outsiders. Also, follow us on Twitter at Media Outsiders. Join us each Sunday night at 9 p.m. Central. The talk show ID is 81865. This is the lovely Megan, and we will see you next time. Standing by. Return to docking bay and power down. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. <laughs> 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.